Welcome to Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. Are you hungry to hear more about our beautiful Savior Jesus? Well, the Bible declares that grace and peace are multiplied to us in the knowledge of Jesus. Join me for revelatory teaching, interviews with leaders in the body of Christ, and testimonies of God's goodness in your life. Thanks for joining the conversation to reveal more of Jesus to a hurting world today. Hey everybody, thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode of Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. I am your host, Christina, and I am so excited to have you with me here today. I hope and I pray that you are doing well right where you are and enjoying the continuously flowing favor of grace pouring from our beautiful Savior and Father in Heaven. I've got a great show for you today. Just recently, I had the opportunity to sit down with ministry leader, apostolic leader, and author of Gateway to a Supernatural Life, The Incredible Power of Holy Spirit Baptism, Jeff Leak. And we had this amazing conversation about how you can live your life empowered by the Holy Spirit in every aspect from preaching the gospel to parenting your children and uh, leading ministries and just doing everyday life through the incredible power of the Holy Spirit. This episode is going to inspire and equip you as you hear more of the incredible gift of the Father made possible by our beautiful Savior, Jesus. So make sure you listen in and get ready for more. But before we get started, I want to give a quick shout out to our Christina Prayer Ministry sponsors who help support the mission to unite the body of Christ and fulfill the Great Commission with love. A big shout out to Gopher Ministries, who provides all of our equipment for our gospel events. Davis Financial Services, who does all of our financial accounting. Harvest Family Network, through which I am licensed and ordained. And Life-Changing Productions, who helps put together evangelistic events to reach our city for Jesus. If you or your organization are interested in becoming a CPM sponsor, you can find out more information on our website at ChristinaPereira.org. Do you have a loved one special occasion coming up and don't know what to get them? Well, now you can sponsor an episode of Revealing Jesus in their name. And you can give them a special dedication message read on air. It makes a great gift. To find out more information, just go to ChristinaPereira.org slash podcast. Today's episode is sponsored by Plexus Living Free. It's hard to be and do all that God has called us to do, world changers, light of the world, when you don't feel your best. Most of the health issues that we deal with today have the same roots of poor gut health, blood sugar imbalance, and inflammation. But you can address those issues with Plexus plant-based products. 
You guys, I have to tell you, I have been on the Plexus bandwagon for the last two months and I'm so thankful. I've noticed some big changes in my body. I have so much more energy than I used to and I'm sleeping better and a lot has changed. So I'm really thankful for that. If you're encountering issues with weight gain and blood sugar imbalance and things like that, I would highly recommend you check out the Plexus products. And I'm so thankful if you click on the link I've provided in the show notes, you can receive 10% off your welcome package and free VIP membership. It's a health assessment quiz, and once you tell them what you need, they'll recommend uh, the right products to fit you best. So thanks so much for being a Revealing Jesus listener. I've got a great resource for you guys today. I've got an amazing book called Chosen, Appointed for Favor, Destined for Greatness by Michelle McLean Walters. And right now it's on sale through Charisma. This book will help show you how you can live in the fullness of your identity as God's chosen ones. I know this powerful resource is going to equip you guys to help fulfill your God-given destiny. We need each and every one of us declaring the goodness of God in this hour, and I'm so excited to bring this to you guys. And as always, when you when you purchase our resources, you help support Revealing Jesus, and I'm so thankful for that. Without further ado, let's listen in on my conversation with Jeff Leak. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode of Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. I am your host, Christina, and I'm so excited to have you with me here today. I hope and I pray that you are doing well right where you are and enjoying the continuously flowing favor of grace pouring from our beautiful Savior and Father in heaven. I've got a great show for you today. I have an amazing leader in the body of Christ with me. He is a pastor, author, speaker, church planting expert, an apostolic leader with a heart to build the kingdom. And we're here today talking about his new book, Gateway to a Supernatural Life. Welcome to the podcast, Jeff Leake. Thank you so much, Christina. So good to be with you today. And I'm honored to be a guest on your podcast. Oh, well, the honor is all mine. You know, I feel like I have the best job in the world, just hearing from amazing leaders all around the body of Christ, their testimonies, uh, just laying their lives down for this living, breathing and beautiful Savior Jesus. Amen. I agree. There's nothing better than being able to follow the risen Jesus Christ and seeing what he's doing in the world today. So uh, anytime we can talk about that, I'm all in. Awesome. Me too. I know, right? It's so life-giving. <laughs> That's right. Well, you know, you know, um, the idea that Jesus Christ has risen from the dead and that we can call upon his name and that his Holy Spirit is at work within us is the greatest adventure. I, some people, you know, they talk about Christianity being boring and I wonder what, what version are you, are you in? Because ultimately, I mean, the risen Jesus Christ operating in the world today, touching and changing people's lives is is the best thing that I think anybody could ever participate with. And uh, so, you know, some of the themes uh, that, I, that I've been writing about is really all about that idea of living that kind of adventure. Mm, I love that so much. You know, in my 30 some years of being a Christian, I have never been bored once. Even just one word that he speaks to you, even in your own personal and private time is so full 
of life. It's so full of deliverance and abundance. And it's, it's just absolutely astounding. I don't think you could possibly live the life the way that God intended to and be bored. Amen. Amen. Yeah. I mean, if religion is boring, but yeah. a relationship with God through the power of the Holy Spirit is, is, a uh, is the adventure that we all long for. I love it. I love it so much. Well, I've told our listeners so much about you. Is there something you can share with them? Maybe something personal just to help them get to know you? Yeah. So um, the thing I love most about my life, other than what we've just been talking about, is that I'm a grandpa. So I have uh, been married to my wife, Melody, for five years, or excuse me, five years, 35 years. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and we have five kids and we will soon have seven grandkids. Well, our, our next one will be born kind of up here in about 30 days. And oh. uh, gr- grandparenting is the one thing in life. They always tell you it's going to be good, but it actually exceeds expectations. Honestly, mm-hmm. it's an amazing joy. And so I love, I love that, that part of my life right now, getting to hang out with my grand. I think I've watched the frozen movie about a hundred <laughs> times now with my granddaughters. <laughs> so uh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's a blast. Yeah. I, you know, I struggled with the frozen man. <laughs> I got so <laughs> sick of it. <laughs> yeah. I, I determined not to watch it until I had to. And then now my, you know, my granddaughters come over, they dress up in their princess outfits with their little crowns on and we sit down and we watch frozen one and frozen two. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a, it's truly an experience. <laughs> Wait till they start trying to dress you up. My husband, <laughs> my my husband was always a great sport when it came to that. My daughter's out of the princess phase, but I do miss that when she would put on her dress and she'd put on her little plastic high heels and she'd clank around the house. Yeah, <laughs> I miss nothing that. Nothing like it. <laughs> I love it. Well, I have loved reading through your book, A Supernatural Gateway to Life the incredible power of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Can you tell me what inspired you to write that book? And then of course, I have to ask this question. How did you meet Jesus? Yeah, so I'll start there. So, you know, I was raised in a pastor's home. Um, So my dad pastored for 40 years, just about uh, about 30 minutes east of where I live today. Uh, And you know, I was the typical preacher's kid. I went to church. I knew all the Bible stories. I probably prayed a salvation prayer about a thousand times, especially when they would talk about the rapture. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> um, but it wasn't until I was a sophomore in high school that I really came to grips with what it meant to fully surrender to Jesus. And I was at a youth camp in, uh, in Indiana, Pennsylvania, and they preached the gospel. And I came forward and surrendered my life to Christ at that point. And something just clicked in me from that moment. I mean, from the moment I gave my life to Christ, I felt a a deep desire, not just to know God more, but to win other people to Christ. So right after that, I went back to my high school. We started a Bible study in my high school. In fact, we would have a pre-day prayer meeting. So we would all arrive at school a little bit early, go into the gym, and at one point, there was 85 of us standing in a big circle, um, seeing our students, you know, friends come to Christ and then join us in, in what was happening. So I was sort of born again into an instant move of God that happened in my high school. And then I just awesome. felt called to, to, to go into ministry from that point on. So uh, that's my story of salvation. Uh, the reason why I wanted to write the book is because... I have had some personal experiences with the Holy Spirit where I've seen signs and wonders happen. And I long 
to see other people experience the power of God, especially when it's tied to preaching the gospel to people who've never heard before. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to, to talk about the gateway or the pathway forward for a person who's wondering, okay, so I love this idea of what you're talking about, living an adventure, following the Holy Spirit, reaching people for Jesus. How does that even start in someone's life? And so uh, each chapter is really a story of someone who experienced this and, and then telling sort of the impact of that in their world as they begin to partner with the Holy Spirit. Mm, I love that so much. I love that you put in different people's stories into your book because truly, um, I, I think that's the best evidence for why people need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit is seeing the fruit of it in people's lives. And, you know, I've had people on the podcast before we've talked about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And, you know, I've shared my experience of being baptized in the Holy Spirit um, it truly, there is nothing like it in this world that will light your life on fire for Jesus, like the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You know, the Holy Spirit's favorite topic is the beautiful son, <laughs> our yeah. beautiful Jesus. And he's so attracted to those who lift up the son, who honor the son, who speak about the son, who divide um, the covenant of grace um, and glorify the son only. And, you know, I think you hit the nail on the head. We cannot adequately lay out the gospel um, without the power of the Holy Spirit. And if we look at that right after the day of Pentecost, when Peter gets up and starts preaching and 3000 people are saved, can you, can you talk about how um, the baptism of the Holy Spirit has changed the way that you preach the gospel? Yeah. So, you know, you mentioned this idea of Peter on the day of Pentecost and and the preceding chapter to that in Acts chapter one, Jesus is resurrected and he's appearing to his disciples. And it tells us there in the early part that he wanted to prove that he was alive. And then, and so he says, don't leave Jerusalem. Don't try to preach this gospel without receiving the gift that my father promised, because in a few days you'll be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And then he says, Acts 1.8, you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you to be my witnesses and you'll preach the gospel in Jerusalem, Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So the, the power of God is really about proving that Jesus is alive. Mm-hmm. And so when I preach, what I want to do is preach more than just a concept. I, mm-hmm. I want to preach more than principles. I want to preach more than just a past history of what, who Jesus was, but I want to preach in such a way that allows for the Holy Spirit to prove to people that Jesus is alive by the power of God being demonstrated in their world. And so it's preaching with the expectation that God is going to show up and demonstrate himself um, in, in answer to our prayers and in response to the preaching of the fact that Jesus Christ is alive today. And uh, so that in and of itself is a huge change. When you preach, you're preaching with expectation Mm -hmm. that God is going to do something supernatural through the power of the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. And I think the thing that we have to remember is, is the Lord's heart in this. He's willing that none should perish. You know, Jesus specifically says to his disciples, you know, to tarry until they are endued with power from on high. And, you know, I was reading back through your book again this morning before we talked. And I was sitting here asking myself, if Jesus told his disciples to wait until they were endued with power from on high, 
what makes us think that we can preach the gospel without being, you know, endued with power from on high? I just, I, I don't understand that. Yeah. And I think especially in our era, we tend to live out of wisdom. So a lot of teaching on strategy and vision and wisdom and goal setting and planning and self-discipline, which are all really wonderful aspects of what it takes to live effectively for Christ. But we need more than wisdom. We need power. Mm -hmm. We need revelation. We need yes. understanding. We need the Holy Spirit's empowerment in our life. And if Jesus said to his disciples, you don't have enough. Mm -hmm. So before they were baptized in the Holy Spirit, he basically says, you don't have enough right now yep. to do what I called you to do. You need to wait for the gift my father promised. And when you receive the gift my father promised, you'll have the, all the power you need to accomplish the mission. So if he said that to his disciples who had walked with him for three years and seen all these miraculous signs and wonders that Jesus had done, if they didn't have enough without the Holy Spirit's power, then how much more do I need that in my life? You know, yes, 100%. I, I completely agree with you. You know, it's interesting. We were talking about discipline and all of those, those things. You know, I found that um, when you're filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, he knows how to lead you in a specific way that is unique to your personality, unique to your gifting, unique to your assignment. And unfortunately, there's no roadmap. You know, I've just found in my own walk, when Jesus asks me to do things, he's supremely confident in his own ability to do it through me, through the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, I'm thankful for um, mothers and fathers, spiritual mothers and fathers, but on a day-to-day -day basis, running my ministry, running the podcast, running, doing everything that I'm doing, it's the Holy Spirit who says, yay, who says, nay, who says not right now, maybe later, you know, just yesterday I had this great conversation. Um, I was being interviewed for somebody else's show and we were talking about doing an e-course and I thought, oh, okay, God, that would be really fun. And I started to kind of look and online and I felt this troubling in my heart. And immediately I knew that that wasn't for right then. So I began to pray in tongues and, you know, the Lord just said, okay, this is your priority right now. Don't get into that, you know? And if we rely on wisdom, if we rely on coaches, if we rely on worldly advice, we're not going to have that very specific leading that we need to accomplish our own individual assignments. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you know, the Bible talks about the combination of wisdom and revelation, right? So wisdom is needed for everything in life, helps us to be more effective. But um, revelation is very specific. It's it's uh, it's 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 an, uh, something where God will show us something we could never know other than His revelation to us. And those timely, specific, detailed promptings of the Holy Spirit to either warn us to not do something or to propel us forward to do something, sometimes even that's counter to what our wisdom would be telling us to do at times, mm -hmm. helps us to be able to operate in a true partnership with him because he does more than just give us a, a compass or a map to follow. He wants to be our best friend standing beside us in life and helping to guide us through whatever decision-making process we're in at that moment. 100%. And I have to tell you, you know, my greatest comfort from no is comes from knowing that he is with me, you know, and um, because it is scary, you know, and we're living in an age where, you know, we cannot, we cannot play church anymore. I tell people that all the time. It's no longer time to play church. We have to be able to demonstrate the, the risen and resurrected Christ to those around us, because 
I know you've noticed and I've noticed this world doesn't seem to be getting any better. And if we've read the end of the book, the Bible, we know what happens. It says there will be wars and rumors of wars and deadly pestilences. And it's, and, and I'm sad to say it's, it's only going to get worse. Um, but guess what? God is going to shine ever brighter through his, his church, his body. Um, so can you talk about how vital it is to have the power of the Holy Spirit to display that risen, resurrected Christ? Talking about be his disciples. Yeah. So let me tell a story. So this this happened about 15 years ago now. I was uh, on a mission trip with a great friend of mine, Johannes Amritzer, who I tell his story in the book. He is a uh, an evangelist that preaches the gospel, especially all over Africa. We were in Ethiopia. We were in the in the city of Harar, which is 98% Islamic, right on the border of Somalia. Uh, and we were preaching the gospel to a city that's predominantly uh, Muslim. Um, and so Johannes is on the stage preaching about the fact that Jesus is alive. And then we prayed for people who were sick. And there was a man in the crowd. So the crowds that we gathered at that point were about 2,000 or so on this field, mainly Christians, but some curious onlookers. One man came in. He was both deaf and mute. He was known to the whole city. He was 42 years old because he worked at the gas station right in the center of Harar. Um, when we prayed for him in the name of Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit, his ears opened up and he got on stage and spoke in, he repeated his first few syllables, his first few words. And the, and the hush came over the crowd because everybody knew this guy. Mm -hmm. And now all of a sudden he can hear and he can speak. And the next night there were 17,000 people on the field to hear the gospel. Because when, when, when Jesus shows up and does something profound and powerful it draws the attention of even the most um uh, maybe i would say you would say difficult to reach so mm -hmm. harar ethiopia is one of the most difficult cities to reach but because of the power of the holy spirit jesus showed up in a way that pointed to the fact that he's really alive and when you have when i see one of those man <laughs> it just sets you on fire like oh i gotta i gotta do that again like that was an amazing thing to see yeah Talk about never being bored. I'm just sitting over here grinning. Isn't that just like the Lord to pick a man that everybody knew? It reminds me of that scripture where the Pharisees had asked, did this, this uh, boy sin? I think he was born blind. They said, yeah. did he sin or did his parents sin? And Jesus says, no, it's so that the glory of God could be revealed. It reminds me of that moment. And oh man, isn't he amazing? He knows exactly how to reach people. He's so brilliant. If we just... If we just make room for that ever filled with wisdom, ever filled with power, incredible God, he will do it through us. And you know what? You could have gotten up there and preached the most wonderful, laid out, theological, responsive message and not gotten the results that Jesus got through that one interaction. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. And the fact that the same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you and me every day. And we walk around as carriers or temples of the Holy Spirit. And he can break out in, in and through us in, in a myriad of ways to meet the needs of the people that we work with or go to school with or meet in the store. Uh, or, or that he can just give us insight or revelation about our own lives or families. It is an infinite potential of possibilities the relationship you and I have with the Holy Spirit. And sometimes I think we live as if there is no Holy Spirit and we try to do everything in our own strength, mm -hmm. which is a real tragedy because he is 
designed to be our best friend and counselor and comforter and empowerer. And he's right there in us all the time. So yes. it's it's uh, it's one of those things that I think is just really beautiful. So I love, Christina, how you talked about how you paused. You're getting ready to enroll in this course. And you paused and you said, I need to ask God, is this something he wants me to do? I actually don't think uh, that many people do that. Uh, mm. When did you begin that kind of a habit? <laughs> You know, to be honest with you, I I have uh, been through a lot of situations in my life and I have learned to rely on God probably, in, you're right, probably in ways that most people hadn't through those hardships and those things. And, um, you know, I've just learned that I can, I can easily get distracted. I know where, you know, my pitfalls are. Um, I'm a visionary leader and a lot of times I get a lot of vision and I get the Lord starts giving me things. And if you look behind me on my camera, you'll see like my vision board where I write down ideas and things, and then I'll pick things off when the Lord says, okay, it's time, it's time to do this. It's time to work on this. And, um, that's what I'm saying. He just, he knows how to lead through our specific personalities. I can get excited and go off in 12 different directions if it wasn't for the Holy spirit. <laughs> so. Yeah. so, so I, I like to use the word, you know, it's being sensitized. Uh, mm -hmm. to the Holy Spirit or being desensitized is, I guess, the opposite of that. And I think a lot of people are desensitized and they don't, and then they get into a worship service and for a few minutes, they feel sensitized. Mm -hmm. Then they go back to life. Um, you obviously, through the ministry that you have and the preaching ministry you have, and then the influence you've gained, have developed a skill of being sensitized. What, what are some of the disciplines and practices that you use in your life to stay sensitive to the Holy Spirit's voice? You know, to be honest, it, it, it fits perfectly into exactly what we're talking about. I pray in the spirit um, just on a regular basis. When I'm out running errands, I pray in the spirit. When I'm worshiping and unloading the dishwasher, I pray in the spirit. While I'm watching TV, I pray in the spirit. And um, I love to worship. I'm such a worshiper at heart. Um, so there's always worship music playing and I'm always talking to God always. I mean, I, it's just, you know, I I've just, I've lived that lifestyle and that's what I love about living with God is it's not principles. It's not things. It's, it's truly a lifestyle of living with him. Um, and, and realizing that it's, it's, it's about family. You know, I, I'm his, his daughter, I'm his friend, I'm his beloved and and he is mine he is my comforter he is my friend and when I come to him it's not oh I'm coming to yes I know in my mind I'm coming to God but I I, I know that I'm coming to the person who loves me the best you know my husband adores me but you know God God's love is on such a whole nother level you know than even our greatest human relationships and so for me it, it's family and yeah. for me he's been my family um, even from a little child, I was saved at the age of seven. And, uh, and thankfully my, uh, Sunday school teacher told me, she said, you know, you can talk to God. And I said, okay. In my little child, like seven-year-old mind. And he talked back and I didn't realize I had an incredibly prophetic relationship with God. I would tell him all about my cat. I would talk to him about school. I was called in a ministry. I was seven years old, sitting on a Baptist pew. And he would show me, he would talk to me about my ministry when I was under the age of 12. And I just, I had 
I had no grid, but just in my childlike faith, I simply believed that was it. Yeah. And I really feel like that's one of the biggest parts of truly um, being sensitized to what the Holy Spirit is, uh, is doing is simply believing. And of course, um, praying in tongues, you know, I really think that's why the enemy has, uh, come against it so strongly because it's the only gift that we can activate at our will and stop at our will. You know, the Holy spirit, he never takes over us. Um, but you know, we can always activate it and then, you know, stop it, um, at our will. And it just, it sensitizes us just like you said. Yeah. You you just described, you just described perfectly Um, what is the concept of my book, The Gateway to a Supernatural Life, which is the title of the book, is exactly what you described. It is choosing to worship, choosing to pray in the Holy Spirit, um, because when you do that, every time you pray in the Holy Spirit, you're actually doing something miraculous. The Holy Spirit is praying through you. You don't understand what you're saying, but he is partnering with you to pray. And as you pray, you are developing this strategic partnership with the Holy Spirit in a private way at your will, like you just said, which then sensitizes you to all the other things the Holy Spirit wants to say and do through you. And so from seven years old, you started uh, talking directly to God, worshiping. He was speaking back to you. That communication that you had with God through the power of the Holy Spirit started you on a path at a young age. Because it really isn't age related, right? Right. So it doesn't doesn't matter how young you are or how old you are. If you start to pray in the spirit and make the choice to to engage with him every day, uh, you open the door to God beginning to move in you in supernatural ways. And so your life is kind of a, a, a living example of that. It is. And you know, the most amazing thing is every single one of our lives can be a living example of that. You know, uh, one of my favorite scriptures is that God is not a respecter of persons. And that means what he does for one, he'll do for all of us. And I'm so thankful for what Jesus has done. You know, Jesus said, you know, it's better for you that I'm going to the father because the father is going to send the spirit. And so I think we have to wrap our minds around that and, and say, okay, it's better for us to have the spirit. Jesus said it himself. So maybe we should embrace it, right? Yeah, and I think a lot of times people, especially if you're new to faith or you're new to Christ, or maybe you just don't have a lot of confidence in in yourself, maybe you come from a difficult past, you would look at someone like Christina or maybe even hear me tell the story about Ethiopia and you think, well, that's way beyond me. You know, I'm not that spiritual or I don't know that much about the Bible. But honestly, this is just a very raw decision. So when Christina says, I paused where I'm on my way to the grocery store and I put on worship music and I pray in the Holy Spirit. That isn't a super spiritual activity. That's a very simple act. It's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's really just saying, Holy Spirit, thank you that you're here in the car with me. I I love you so much. (laughs) Let's, let's do life together. I'm going to worship. And as you do it just in ordinary life, going through at the same kind of stresses and frustrations everybody else goes through. Mm-hmm. It's just taking those moments of free thought, free moments, and choosing to lean into God's presence. And before you know it, God's telling you things and doing things through you. And you wonder, how am I, how am I functioning <laughs> like this? And it's really not because you're anything great or I'm anything great. It's really the Holy Spirit. He is who he said he is, and he does what he says he'll do if we just do that simple raw decision 
of turning that moment into something that's very special. Mm-hmm. I love that. And you, you know, one of my favorite things about living with the Holy Spirit is that he will do hard things through us. You know, when I was starting the ministry, I would, you know, people always comment on my website and how beautiful it is. And I always chuckle and I laugh. They're like, when I tell them I built it with, with the Holy Spirit and uh, they're like, what? But he, you know, he will do amazing things for you if you simply just say yes. Have you, um, have you been able to do some hard things, maybe some things that you never thought you could do simply because he was with you and he was guiding you? Yeah. So I'll tell you, that's not so much a story about me, but a friend of mine who is in uh, the country of Sweden, who was working for a ball bearing manufacturing plant. Okay. So pretty ordinary job. Uh, And they were, they were manufacturing these ball bearings and selling them around the world. And one day he was, they were, they were facing in their office, a particular problem. They, I, I can't describe what it was scientifically, but it was an issue they were having where they were having a malfunction with one of their products. And rather than just applying his brain power to it, he stopped and prayed, God, mm. Holy spirit, give me an answer for this particular problem. And all of a sudden an answer popped into his head that he hadn't thought of before. And so he sketched it out and he brought it back to his supervisors and they said, how did you come up with this? And so <laughs> they started to employ his Holy Spirit inspired solution. Uh, he was promoted six levels up in the, in the rungs of his authority and became one of the general managers of the company because wow. the Holy Spirit gave him insight into a ball bearing problem. So when wow. you say, God, the Holy Spirit helped me build my website. You see, there's there's really no limit to what the Holy Spirit knows. It's not like the Holy Spirit only knows about spiritual things. Right. The Holy Spirit has insight into all things. And he can help you in your job. He can help you as a mom or dad. He can mm-hmm. help you in business. He can help you in whatever area. Now, he doesn't choose to reveal everything to us supernaturally, but sometimes he gives us special insights, words of knowledge, we would call them, mm-hmm. that um, may unlock whole areas for us just simply because we took the time to listen. I love that so much. And, you know, truly wisdom is the principal thing and wisdom honors God in his direction above everything else. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Holy Spirit inspired wisdom and knowledge and understanding. So, uh, you know, Anytime we do anything for God, you said earlier, uh, have you ever done anything that's hard that you couldn't have done without the Holy Spirit? Well, technically everything in ministry is that. Yes. So anytime <laughs> I give an altar call and people come to salvation, that wasn't me doing it. That was the Holy Spirit bringing people to conviction and to the understanding of salvation. Uh, there are so many times when I'm in counseling with a married couple that's struggling and God may give me an insight in that particular moment that might unlock the conversation to help this couple reconcile. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a, uh, I guess, as a pastor, I would say there are thousands of things all the time that that I do under the Holy Spirit's guidance that I could never do without him. And uh, and that's not that's not just so that also applies if you're a parent. Um I know you, you have how many, you have kids, right, Christina? I have one little seven-year-old and yes, you are absolutely correct. I could never parent her without the power of the Holy Spirit. And I know that. (laughs) 
So, so <laughs> when you spend time with the Holy Spirit, he helps you be a mom or a dad. I'll, I'll give you another story. So my wife, Melody, is an amazing, she's just like you described yourself, Christina, very sensitized to the Holy Spirit's voice, spends a lot of time praying in the morning, praying in the spirit. When our daughter was uh, in her teenage years, she was dating a guy that we did not think was good for her. Mm. And we were very concerned about it. And it was not like her to break our rules or do risky things. But one night she, uh, when we were all asleep about midnight, she left the house and met him down at the local elementary school about three or four blocks away. And they were down there and you know, together 1.30 in the morning. My wife woke up in the middle of the night and the Holy Spirit said to her, your daughter is not in her bed. She is down the street. Wow. In the, swinging on the swings with this guy. And so my wife woke me up and she said, we have got to go find our daughter. So we went up to her room. She was not there. So we got in the car. I said to her, I'm rubbing my eyes. And I said to her, where are we going? And she said, the Holy Spirit showed me where she is. Yeah, so that's awesome. <laughs> we pulled into the elementary school and walked up and my daughter was like, how did you know I was yeah. here? And my wife said, God told me. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that moment right there could have gone really bad for yeah. our daughter's future. Yeah. And the Holy Spirit helped us parent. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, my goodness, that is really so. And he can speak to you in your dreams. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's not just when you're activating the Holy Spirit by choice. If you live a life with the Holy Spirit, he can give you dreams and visions. That's actually part of what's talked about in Acts chapter two, that young men will dream dreams and old men will see visions, or I'm not sure, maybe it's the other way around, but uh, the Holy Spirit's just so good. I mean, he's just so good. He's just, he is way better than we give him credit for. Mm -hmm. And he is constantly available to us all the time. And whatever you're trying to do in your, in your life, he will make you better if you partner with him. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I can, I can attest to the um, power of a praying mama. I always tell my seven-year-old, I always know what you're doing. I can always see. And there's been many times, just like you described with your daughter, um, she didn't sneak out, but there was times when she was getting into something in her room and I saw a vision of it and I came in and, you know, she's like, how did you know? And I'm like, just remember, I know everything you do. <laughs> <laughs> and so she, my daughter will tell you that mommy knows everything. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, it is, it is a tremendous gift, especially in this generation. We're raising kids in an era that is more intense than probably ever before in our country. Absolutely. So parents, we, we need the Holy Spirit's help <laughs> in parenting, uh, you know, every day. And so, the Holy Spirit, when you when you choose to partner with him, he just he's on your side and he wants what's best for you and for your kids. Mm -hmm. So leaning into his presence is just such an incredible thing to do. I love that. Well, I want you to um, talk about one more thing before we go, because I'm having such a great time talking about the Holy Spirit here with you today. Um, for me, I've really noticed that um, there's a value that really unlocks uh, this walk with God and it's humility. It's uh, you talked about it in your book, recognizing our weaknesses and our need for him. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So again, this whole journey with the Holy spirit for the disciples started with their admission that they didn't have it enough on their own. 
you know, that, that, um, that they needed more than what they could muster in their own personality and their own strength and their own gifts. And so, you know, Jesus said, basically, if you wait for the gift, my father promised, you will have what you need. You have the power you need to, to fulfill the purpose that I have for you. So we do start with that posture of saying, God, I need you. Mm-hmm. I need more than what I am. I don't mm-hmm. have enough on my own. And I'm crying out for you to move in my life. It begins with this recognition of what we need and the, and the hunger to, to have him move within our life. And he, he gives grace to the humble, the Bible says. He resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. When we humble ourselves before God, and we hunger and thirst after righteousness, he does quench that thirst within us. He satisfies that hunger with himself. And so it does begin with that desire, um, that recognition of our need for him. Mm, I love that. Well, hopefully people have been listening to our conversation and saying, I need that in my life. Will you pray for our listeners that they can experience the power of the baptism of the Holy Spirit right here on the podcast? Because you know what? There's no better time than now, right? Amen. Amen. Yeah, absolutely. So let's pray. So Father God, we thank you that you have given us this gift. And Jesus, we thank you that you have promised that you would baptize us in the Holy Spirit, that this is something you do, that you dip us in the power of God, that you take us just like when we're baptized in water, but you immerse us in the person and power of the Holy Spirit. So I pray for every listener right now, And I ask Jesus that you would do that as they open up their heart to you, as they begin to open up their mouth and praise and worship, that that even right now, Holy Spirit, through a podcast like this, you would take those that are seeking you and you would dip them in your power. You would immerse them in your presence. You would baptize them in the Holy Spirit and they would be forever changed because they experienced that that, that move of God in their life. And we just humble ourselves. We say, Lord, we need you. If there are those who are listening, who've experienced the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I pray they would begin to activate that relationship, become sensitized to your presence, begin to step boldly into the future and into, into moments of praise and worship so that you can use us in the way that you want to use us. And we pray that in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Well, this has been such a fun conversation today. Thank you so much for being here with me. Such an honor. And I pray God would just continue to bless your influence. Thank you. You as well. Well, I hope and I pray today's episode has blessed you. I will have links from today's podcast and resources in the show notes on cpnshows.com under Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. You will find additional resources to connect with us and our special guest, Jeff Leak. Until next week, may grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of Jesus. God bless. Thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode of Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. I hope today's episode has blessed you. Please subscribe, share it with your friends, and don't forget to sign up for our ministry mailing list for more encouraging content about our beautiful Savior, Jesus. Just text JESUS to 1-833-815-7778. That's 1-833-815-7778. 
888-788-7778. And of course, it's your turn now to join the conversation. Send me your burning questions, leaders you would like to hear from in the body of Christ, your testimonies, and more. Just click join the conversation in the show notes. And for more information about our ministry, visit us at ChristinaPereira.org. Until next week, may grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of Jesus. God bless.